Speak to us, Lord, through these scriptures. Remind us again of your everlasting power. May we know your story and our place within it. May we remember your mighty works and deeds, that we might know that you are the God of all ages. May we claim your promise and share your love. We are listening, Lord. Speak to us this day. Our scripture for the day is comes from the second chapter of Philippians, verses 1 to 8. And I'll be reading from the Amplified Bible translation. Therefore, if there is any encouragement and comfort in Christ, as there certainly is in abundance, if there is any consolation of love, if there is any fellowship that we share in the Spirit, if there is any great depth of affection and compassion, make my joy complete by being of the same mind, having the same love toward one another, knit together in spirit, intent on one purpose and living a life that reflects your faith and spreads the gospel. The good news regarding salvation through faith in Christ. Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with an attitude of humility, being neither arrogant nor self-righteous, regard others as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Have this same attitude in yourselves, which was in Christ Jesus. Look to him as your example in selfless humility. Who, although he existed in the form and unchanging essence of God, did not regard equity with God a thing to be grasped or asserted but emptied himself, temporarily giving up the outward expression of divine equality and his rightful dignity by assuming the form of a bond servant and being made in the likeness of men. After he was found in appearance as man, he humbled himself by being coming obedient to the Father to the point of death even death on the cross. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So I want to welcome you. We're going to have actually four weeks. I found this series called Fact or Friction. And it's about how we can navigate stress and struggles in our lives. It's something that God helps us do. God wants us. You know, and during these times of friction, our perspective can be affected by what's going on in our lives. Sometimes it's, a, it's difficult to understand the truth of situations, especially in important areas of our lives. This week, we're going to talk about friction in our families. In the coming weeks, we're going to talk about it in our marriages, in our finances, and then even in ourselves. God wants us to be able to know how to overcome obstacles in our lives. And to do that, we need God to help us, to do his work in us. And one way to think about friction is if you ever try to push something across the floor, heavy, maybe a piece of furniture or something, you're helping someone move and 
You can feel it so heavy because you're especially on carpet. That's the friction. That's, that's friction, this resistance that's, that's coming against us. When you light a match, you strike that black part, and it's friction that causes that spark in the match lights. Another way to illustrate friction is if everyone takes their hands out and puts them in front of them. Everyone takes their hands in front of them, put them together. Then if you rub them as fast as you can, you feel that heat. You feel that building up. That's friction. Friction. Now today, area we're going to talk about friction and causing problems in our relationships is friction in our families. Now, each of us has probably dealt with friction in our family setting. And our families, our close friendships, they're places that we, we go to. We, we want the support. We support each other. That's what it's designed to do. And yet, usually, those who are closest to us usually feel the brunt when we're under stress. When we're having friction in our lives, it's usually those people closest to us who, who get the brunt, who feel the friction, the resistance that we're putting forward. You've been a mother. Think back to the time maybe where there was a stressful, something stressful going on. If you're a mother, if you've been a mother, it's always there's always something going on in the family. How does that make us feel towards the husband? You're a mom. You're a father. You're a single person. We all have these stresses that we place upon ourselves. A single parent, especially. We feel we have to do it on our own when we're living by ourselves. You see, life has a way of throwing so many curveballs at us. Things come at us that we don't expect. Unexpected situations that we thought might be under control. And whenever this happens, we sense that there's something going on out of our control. We often turn inward and begin to look out for ourselves rather than caring about the other people in our lives, those closest to us, even people we love. You see, when we put ourselves first, everyone else comes last. You know, God designed the family unit to give us a support system that would help us navigate through life. God designed the family. Your mother, father, sister, brother, daughter, Aunts and uncles, grandparents, it's all designed to support one another. In our ideal world, as things would get more difficult, as trials come as they will, the family would rally around each other to support each other. We offer care and concern. Unfortunately, because we live in a broken world, we don't live in an ideal world. When we face the unknown, our response is usually the opposite. The most important person in the world becomes ourselves. 
We want to calm our nerves. We want to soothe our pain. We want to meet our own emotional and physical needs. It doesn't matter if we're a mother or a father or a son or a grandson, an aunt or an uncle. When we put ourselves first, everyone else comes last. We ignore other people's needs. We disregard their own pain. We cannot see from their perspective because we're worried about ourselves. And this is the birthplace of that relationship friction in our lives. If we understand that God's grace is tur about turning outward. God's grace is turning us outward. And sin causes us to look inward. God's grace turns us outward. Sin turns us inward. In verse 3, said, do nothing from selflessness or empty conceit, but with an attitude of humility. And it says, the Amplified Bible adds, don't be arrogant or self-righteous. Oh, I'll help you so I can look. I'm a good person. Regard others as more important than yourselves. You know, God's words in these scriptures are telling us we need to practice humility and raise up the significance of other people that surround us, especially in our families. And it really comes down to just who gets the priority? Who gets the attention? Who is first in line? And naturally, we, we want it to be us. That's how we're kind of came out in this world, in this culture that we're raised in. But supernaturally, with God's help, we want it to become others. Imagine if you're in line at the grocery store, waiting to check out, and it's a long line. You might not have to imagine too much. You finally get up to the head, you're going to check out. Someone rushes in and cuts you off and they put themselves in front of you. You were right there ready to check out. But they put their need, hey, my needing to get checked out is much more important than you. You wait. No longer you're first in line, you might as well last. See, when we start to be allow ourselves to become our own highest priority, especially within a family group, then we're going to ultimately experience friction in this family with our loved ones. Friction, relationship friction is not meant to be endured for a long period of time. We're not designed to be able to withhold that. Over an extended period, maybe you've been in a situation that you have something going on in the family and it's just drug on and on and it's attention and it's, it's not healthy. We weren't made to be like that. Just like brakes on a car, all that friction, eventually they wear out and need to be replaced. Knives, they're sharp, but as they get used, the friction dulls them. They need to be sharpened. If we allow friction to exist in our closest relationships, in our family relationships, for too long, it's going to wear out our trust in one another, 
our care for one another, and our love for one another. The where shows up in what we believe even about one another. We begin to believe lies about the other people. When we're stressed out, we translate things that are going on that are said to us. We take it as a personal attack, even if it's not. Even if it's not meant to be, that's how we perceive it all. We find ourselves, when we're in a difficult period, a difficult season of our life, we can interpret every action from our family as an act of aggression. Our closest friends seem to be against us for some reason. When we face struggle, our perspective can become clouded. And we begin to believe the, the worst about the other people in our lives instead of about the best. And this kind of situation can wear us down. It can destroy our relationships. What we have to try to do is try to respond the way Jesus would. Especially during times of friction, when we sense friction in our lives. Jesus is the example of how we're supposed to treat other people. That's basically what those verses here in the, the second chapter of Philippians is saying. It's basically what Paul is writing about. He's saying if we're reunited with Christ, if we consider ourselves I'm going to follow Christ the best I can. I want to be a follower of Jesus. Then we should be like-minded. And in the Greek words that, that's used in, in the original context, the original translation, there's this phrase that, that has this idea that there's an internal, properly regulated internal perspective that manifests itself externally in how we act. Like-minded, for like-minded with Christ. We're going to feel inside calm and peace, and we're going to be able to react humbly. With being joined with Christ, in unity with Christ. It's a way we can love those people in our lives, no matter what our outside circumstances are. The Holy Spirit is mentioned in the opening verses, and that's what gives us the proper, the help. This regulation, the Spirit of God is in us. And a few weeks ago, I, I spoke about the Holy Spirit, and one of the words that was used is translated helper. We have a helper. God has given us a helper. Praise the Lord. The Spirit of God helps us to choose to put others' interests ahead of us, above our own. It doesn't happen. It's not going to happen usually naturally. We need the Spirit's help. When we begin to notice friction in our relationship, something's going on in this relationship. When we begin to notice things are up, when we sense that we're tempted, I'm going to hunker down. I'm very much an introvert. First time of conflict, I shift inward. I know that. I try and combat it, but it's still my first natural reaction to inward and protect myself. We have to realize, hey, that's not what Jesus would do. I can't worry about my feelings right now. We have to choose to have the same mindset as Jesus. Focused on the others. That's the reason in our bulletins I've been placing short verses. I chose verse 5 and I 
chose the common English translation, says adopt the attitude that was in Christ Jesus. If we take one verse a week, whether you use this verse or another verse, I don't like, I've been doing it very faithfully. And I cannot sit here and say, well, tell me what you memorized a few weeks ago. I, I can't. I can memorize them. But what I believe and what God's word is meant to do is when we memorize parts of God's word, it might be three months or three years from now, you're going to have a situation and that verse that you've spent time memorizing is going to come to you. You won't be able to say, Second Philippians 5 says, no, you'll have God's word. Adopt the attitude that was in Christ Jesus. I remember that. What I'm supposed to do. So, again, it's God's word, the scripture is given to us to help us, to help guide us. Whether it's these verses or just take once. I love the Psalms. The Psalms have great verses to help us. But this is, will help us. When we have friction in our relationships and in our families. So we can have healthier and smoother relationships. We do that by having the same mindset as Jesus. That's what our scriptures say today. It's going to be a temptation to want to use our own power, our own strength. Especially over other ones in these stressful situations. You may even say inappropriate things when emotions are running high. We have to try not to do that. Instead, we need to be willing to serve like Christ did. Serve our loved ones by laying down our own power, our own needs. You know, Jesus' example given to us in Scripture is laying down of heaven to come to earth. He comes and he walks among the broken and the sinful people, and he loves them. He serves them. He washes their feet. Jesus was sacrificial and a servant. When things get hard within a family or relationship, we have to make a conscious choice to serve those persons we're in conflict with in our relationships. Jesus' love for others caused him to not just lay down his power, but it also led him to be sacrificial. Verse 8, after he was found in outward appearance as a man, he humbled himself still further by becoming obedient to the Father to the point of death, even death on the cross. That's why we have the cross here to remember what Christ did for us, did for the world. And ultimately, Jesus gave up his life for you and for me in order that we might experience new life. And that new life can be new ways to handle friction in our relationships. When families face trying times, members of the family have one of two choices to make. You can either be selfish or selfless. The selfless attitude of Jesus is what led him to offer up his life to the world. That's what love looks like. That's what sacrificial love looks like. We want to see friction in our families and our relationships ease up. Then we're going to, have to start there. We start with ourselves. We're going to have to forgive people when we don't feel like forgiving them. Sometimes we have to be honest and speak the truth to someone even when we don't feel like speaking the truth. 
We're about to say no to things that we want. Things that we want to do in order to spend time with someone. Someone who might need our presence in their lives because they're going through something. The truth is that living as a family or living in relationship with other people is sacrifice. Simply comes with the territory, especially in families. There's no other way around it. You had young ones that you remember changing diapers, helping with homework. When you're a young person, you had to obey a curfew your parents or grandparents said. And then when we care for people when they're sick, that's being sacrificial. It's how a family can make it through rough patches and come out on the other side stronger and healthier than before. Sacrifice. Sacrifice for one another. And also prayer. I have to mention prayer. Prayer for our family should be the first response and not a last resort to have. So when we're praying constantly, when life gets harder, the family should pray harder. And when life becomes difficult, we want to be specific, specific with our prayers, prayers, with power in our prayers. I know there's times when we don't know what or how to pray about something. It happens to me. And the good news, part of the good news is that God's given us the help or the Holy Spirit to help us. In Romans 8.26, it says, In the same way the Spirit comes to us and helps us in our weakness. We do not know what to pray, pray or to offer or how to offer it as we should, but the Spirit himself knows our need. And at the right time, intercedes on our behalf with sighs and groanings too deep for words. Paul wrote that in Romans 8.26. The Spirit will intercede for us. When things within our family or relationships happen, they get so hard that we don't even know what to pray or how to pray. Lean on the Holy Spirit within you. Help navigate the ups and the downs that goes on in our lives, in our world, in our relationships. Each and every one of you, each and every one person in that family can trust that God hears our prayer and is going to act on our behalf. Trust that God offers us hope in the middle of the challenges we face as individuals and families. It's a fact. If we trust in God, it will help ease the friction in our lives. I'd just like to close with a short prayer. With my message. God, I know that when we're stressed, it becomes hard to know what is true in our relationships with other people. Without knowing the truth, we often end up treating each other in ways that are harmful. Please keep us from believing lies and show us the truth, your truth, Jesus. Amen.